It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Travis Hunter is the most versatile player in college football, but I think he could still do more for Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes in 2024. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. We're also brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day for free and available wherever you may get your podcast. So thank you guys for making me your first listen of the day. We're talking about Travis Hunter. He won the the award for being the most versatile player in college football. He played as many snaps on offense and on defense as anyone in the country. He is just all over the place. He was an All-American. He does it all. Projected top 10 pick, possibly the number two pick or number one pick, depending on uh, what teams want in the NFL draft. He's that versatile. He's that good. Some say he has the best ball skills they've ever seen. And guess what? I still think we haven't seen the peak of Travis Hunter. Realistically, Colorado's roster last season was not great. Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders were one of the few bright spots on the team, Shiloh Sanders as well. And the rest of the team, I won't say everyone else was bad, but the rest of the team wasn't as good as they needed to be in order to contend uh, for a bowl game, in order to contend in the Pac-12, in order to contend uh, just from week to week. With Travis, he's so good that they need him to be, or they needed him to be their best receiver and their best defensive player. Well, being on offense a lot tires you out on defense. And so when you play a lot of offense, sometimes offenses or other opponents other offenses excuse me will pick on you um, two of travis's worst games were against stanford and arizona the common theme in those two games was the fact that he was targeted over 10 times and each time he gave up at least eight catches uh stanford was obviously more dramatic he gave up 158 yards uh and two scores and then against arizona uh he gave up there was 12 targets for eight catches and then the only time he was targeted um, nine or more times and didn't really give up much was against TCU. And obviously um, that was kind of like his breakout game. He had a diving interception. He was just making plays all over the field. So what do we learn throughout the season? Well, after his injury, especially when he came back, he struggled on defense at times when he was playing a lot of offense. I think the way they've bolstered this wide receiver corps, they've added Will Shepard, they've added LeJounte Wester, they have Amarion Miller, they have Tavares Dawson, they have Jimmy Horn Jr. back, they have all of these guys, they have so much talent, they have Cameron McKell, they have so much talent all over the place, and realistically, Draylon Miller too, I'm just, every time I say something else, like another name comes to my head, they have so much talent on offense, they realistically don't need him to be a game-changing wide receiver every single play. They could substitute him out. They could take him out for drives at a time, maybe alternate. The team around him is going to help him succeed more, especially on defense. On defense last year, they needed to help out the other corners, whether it was Armarion Cooper, whether it was Cormani McLean, whoever it was opposite of Travis Hunter. The safeties needed to help him out, which put Travis out on the island. Well, teams that did the best against Colorado and specifically Travis Hunter were the ones that got him in isolation and just targeted him to death. To, uh, Arizona did it with Tetro McMillan. Stanford did it with Alec Iomanner. Teams just kind of their blueprint, which oddly enough is like 
it's weird that targeting like the best one of the best players in college football is the way to go but that's really what it was it came down to travis hunter is on an island and we are just going to throw it to our big bodied receiver and our big bodied guy is going to make a play they would just target him every single play stanford targeted him on slants they targeted him on every route imaginable just to get him against alec iomander same thing with mcmillan against arizona they would throw up goal line fades they would throw up anything just to get travis in one-on-one situations and obviously travis while he is a taller guy he's not um the most He's not the biggest guy um, in terms of weight. He's 6'1". I think he was listed at like 165 or not 165, 185 last season. Um, I think he'll uh, obviously be stronger. He's more used to the Power 5 game now. And as we saw during the Marine workouts, the dude's killing the game. He's just good at everything he does. And so I think he's due for an even bigger year, which is hard to fathom because he was literally the most versatile player in college football. But I think the team around him sets him up to succeed even more offensive-wise. They don't need as much for him. They have talented receivers that should be able to carry the load if he's not on the field. Last season, outside of Jimmy Horn and Xavier Weaver, there was no other consistent options. Or Marion Miller burst on the scene one time. Uh, Tavar Dawson kind of fizzled out, didn't really do much. Uh, they didn't get much out of Jalen Ellis. They didn't get much out of all these other guys. And it was like, okay, we thought this wide receiver group was going to be really good, and that's just not what it is. And so it's like we need Travis Hunter. I think heading into 2024, they don't need him on offense. I don't – I'm not – it's not to say they shouldn't use him because I think anytime you have one of the best wide receivers in college football, and even though he's not really a wide receiver, uh, part-time wide receiver we'll call him, even though you have him, you shouldn't have to use him all the time. And so I think by having more weapons, they have uh, Mateer, uh, Shimon Mateer at tight end. They have more weapons for Shador to get accustomed to. They have more weapons for him to utilize. And I think that will help Travis rest, which then helps him on defense. And even if he has to rest on defense or not rest, whatever it may be, Cormon McLean's due for a big year. They brought in DJ McKinney from Oklahoma State. They brought in Preston Hodge uh, from Liberty. They have more experience all over the place. They have more talent all over the place. So even though I think Travis Hunter could take another step just because I'm confident that he's working on his craft and getting better, I think the team around him will help him succeed even more and help him break out even more. Teams are going to target him. Teams are going to go after him. They want to test him. We saw it with Chandler Morris at TCU week one. Chandler Morris was set on testing Travis Hunter. They wanted to throw the ball his direction. Now, obviously, it didn't work out for him, but other teams showcased that in certain looks and certain um, routes and um, certain looks against Travis Hunter, it would work out. And realistically, I think that by him being able to be more well-rested, him having not much not much of a, a load to carry because he was kind of having to lock down a whole side of the field, otherwise it would be just all bad. I think Travis Hunter is poised for a breakout year, which feels even crazier because he had a huge year last season. But I think we didn't even see maximum Travis Hunter. I think we could see even more out of him. Um, obviously, the injury derailed him a little bit. And obviously, uh, teams kind of keying in on him uh, hurt as well. But I think we got more to see from Travis Hunter, which is a scary thought because I already think he's a top 10 uh, talent. And I think we're going to see more from him. I just feel like the team around him will help him succeed even more, which realistically, I don't think a lot of people are thinking about. But sometimes the best players, all they need is a little more support and they're going to explode even more. I think it's true in basketball. It's true at quarterback. It's true all in all sports. When you have more support for your star players, they will perform even better. So look out for a Travis Hunter breakout year. I think, I think we're going to see an even better level of Travis Hunter, which would be quite literally insane considering the numbers he put up last season. 
This episode of Locked on Bus is brought to you by our sponsors over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So, in fact, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write the job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 small, 2.5 million small businesses are using LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn dot com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply it's Kubota orange day shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Oh, the recruiting world. What a place it is. In a recent article, a recruit anonymously said that Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, was cocky. And I think a lot of people were jumping in on that, and they were like, yeah, he's cocky. And I think it comes down to two things. One, can Deion Sanders be cocky? I'm. I think, realistically, it depends how you view him. I view Deion Sanders as a confident person. Uh, I don't think he's ever said something that he doesn't think he could back up, and hasn't at least shown signs of being able to back up. I think the boldest thing that he's seen or said in this past in his coaching tenure, at least, I don't want to go back to like his playing days because I don't remember all those things. I was uh, quite literally not born or a young child, but. The boldest thing he said is we want to make it to the playoff or we can make it to the playoff. And I think a lot of people uh, hold that against him because they're like, oh, your team went four and eight. Realistically, if Colorado wins the Big 12, they're in the playoff. So if they're contending for the Big 12, they're contending for the playoff in a sense. So I I see why he's saying that. Also, no coach is going to be like, you know what? I really think five wins is like going to be a good year for us. I would really love to get to six. Like, that'd be awesome. That's not Coach Prime. That'll never be Coach Prime. He's raised with confidence. He's raised with the belief in himself. And he's he's believe, he believes in his players. He believes in his coaches. He believes in everyone. So the recruit said that he's cocky. And I think a lot of people were like, yeah, obviously he's cocky. He's the cockiest guy in college football. And I realistically think it comes down to whether how you view Coach Prime. I think those who view him as cocky are the ones that probably aren't lining up and really thrilled with the attention that he's getting. And I think the ones that view him as confident are the ones that kind of understand what he's doing from a marketing perspective, from a kind of recruiting perspective in a way, transfer portal, more so a transfer portal recruiting perspective. He's bringing attention to a program that was the most irrelevant program in college football just two years ago. He's bringing attention to his players that otherwise may not have the platform that they would have. Not many players are featured in documentaries. Not many players are featured in behind the scenes content every single day where it's like we get to see them in their raw sort of just like in their element. We don't get to see that from other players. We don't. We don't. We don't get to see that other programs unless they have behind the scenes TV shows that I'm unaware of. I know uh, I think it was Washington State or Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma for sure had a behind the scenes TV show. Maybe Washington State a few years ago as well. But either way. 
Coach Prime is doing things differently. So I can understand that he's not everybody's cup of tea uh, because realistically he has a strong personality. He's not going to back down from a challenge and he's going to bring attention to himself and his program. And I think that's by design. I think he knows the more eyes on his program, more money that people will spend on Colorado merch, more money that TV companies will be willing to spend to televise their games to get them on national television. Excuse me. And it shows recruits and transfers, mostly recruit or mostly transfers at the moment, that if you come to Colorado, you will have a chance to kind of be at the pinnacle of college football, even if we're not competing with the Georges of the world. And I don't think I think people kind of take that for granted. Realistically, every season in college football, there are Bud Elliott always does this at 24 seven sports. And I love it. It's my favorite kind of my favorite metric, because I think every year analysts across college football try to try to bait you with like, you know, who could win the championship this year? Like Oregon state last year, Oregon state was that team where it's like, you know, who could sneak in there and win the championship Oregon state, or, you know, who could sneak in there and win the championship, Texas tech, or you throw out a random, not a random school, but like a program that's not a traditional power. And it's not to say that traditional powers can't win the championship because they can, it just takes heavy recruiting. And, Bud Elliott always does the blue chip ratio, which tells you which teams have enough, um, blue chip challenge, which is four and five stars to win a championship. Cause every year since I think it's 2011, the team that has won the title has had at least 50, 50 ish percent of their roster. Well, uh, 50% of the roster, excuse me, didn't finish that thought. 50% of the roster be made up of four or five star players. Not everyone's doing that. So obviously I understand that there's gotta be optimism, but coach prime is trying to defy that. He's trying to break that. But I also think eventually he's going to have to recruit even more, um, recruit, uh, the high school level even more than he already is because obviously bringing in six recruits at a time isn't going to be sustainable but bringing in tons of attention bringing in tons of popularity bringing in tons of buzz and hype that is sustainable because if you could generate that success if you could generate that attention because many programs struggle to get eyes on their program if they're not contending if you could do that while having say colorado wins eight games and they're like still the most watched team in college football that's insane. Imagine the attention they'll get if they were to contend for a college football playoff, if they were to contend for a national title. So I understand why some people could view him as cocky, but I do think it's more so a tool to bring attention to his program because attention drives interest from recruits. Attention drives interest from NIL people and attention drives interest from the TV companies who want to televise your games and recruits players transfer portal players they all want to play on tv they all want to get nil deals and they all want to play in the nfl coach prime has put together a staff that can help players get to the nfl he's put together a sort of a method that will get you on tv and he's put together a method that will get you nil deals if you ball out you're not going to get paid to go to colorado but you will get paid when you go to colorado so if you play well enough you will get paid and i think that's kind of the biggest difference between uh, coach prime and all these other programs is a lot of programs are dishing out money to kind of get you to come there. And Coach Prime's selling you on the, if you come here, you're playing for me, you're going to be on the spotlight all the time. And you play well, people are going to want to give you deals. I think it's a simple, simple equation that he's kind of worked to perfection. And realistically, what I'm going to talk about next, which is LeBron James wearing his darn shoe at the All-Star game, is just another instance of how Coach Prime has an advantage over a lot of people in college football. And not, not many are willing to admit it, but he does. This episode of Locked on Bust is brought to you by our sponsors over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, 
New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official partner, sportsbook partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked on Bus. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, making me your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to like, subscribe, follow. Give me those five stars. We're talking about LeBron James. And realistically, we're not going to be talking about the NBA All-Star game because I think it's a complete waste of time and the players do not care. I think the winner of the All-Star game should get home court advantage in the NBA Finals. And I think the players should all get a million dollars if they're on the winning team. Uh, you want people to care? Offer them money. I think that's the way to do it. Uh, they cared about the play-in tournament. And I think uh, there's a lot of issues with the NBA's all-star game. It's a literal joke. They score like 200 points, and I think it's half effort at best. But one thing that I did take away from the all-star game, um, not to start to go on that rant, but was LeBron James was wearing Deion Sanders' shoe. And I think a lot of people probably like, that. why is that a big deal? But that is the biggest deal. Because, again, Deion Sanders is not working with a conventional NIL backing at Colorado. I think the fans and his friend, not like his friends, but like I think he will generate enough support from fans to kind of get some NIL deals going in their collectives. But a lot of these guys are getting NIL deals independently, like Travis Hunter's getting cars, Shador Sanders with uh, Louis Vuitton and Shiloh Sanders. These are all kind of independent based. Like you're not going to be getting a million dollars from, I don't know, Boulder's best collective or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like there is no Austin collective, like the Texas one or whatever. I don't know their names. I do. I really don't. But the Gator collective that was out here dishing out allegedly $13 million, which obviously didn't work out, but he doesn't have a typical or high level NIL collective backing him. He doesn't have the, the privilege of being at a program that is a power in college football now colorado was at once a power in college football but they are no longer a power in college football they are working their way back uh, programs like miami texas even uh who else usc all working their way back they were all had more success in colorado so don't even come at me with colorado is once a power they were once a force in colorado we'll call them that but they are working towards that again and so he doesn't have that traditional success to work with and he's not in a state where recruits are just flooding the gates with talent like he's not in california he's not in texas he's not in florida he's not in georgia uh, mississippi whatever it may be he is not in one of those recruit heavy states so he has to play every angle imaginable to draw attention to his program he has to play every angle imaginable to get people interested in colorado in order to get them to colorado a lot of these guys want to stay in the sec a lot of these guys want to stay close to home a lot of these guys want to live in states where it's like I want to live in LA, like California. I want to be by the beach or I want to be in uh, Florida. I want to be by Miami where the nightlife is crazy. Or I want to be in Texas where 
football means everything and the, the fan base is passionate. Now Colorado has a passionate fan base. Yes, but he is not working with the traditional things that schools are working for, or that other schools are working for. So by having LeBron James, who is arguably the goat, I think he's the goat, but I'm also young. And so some people get on me for that. Wear your shoes. He's wearing the coach prime shoes. It's huge because again, it just shows, and this is going to be like for lack of a better term, it shows how cool your coaches and as stupid as that sounds, having a coach that is cool, is sometimes the biggest, like the most important thing in the eyes of recruits. Like they are like, my coach is getting LeBron James to wear his shoes. My coach is in constant communication with Migos or Rick Ross or whoever it may be. And realistically, by having all this attention on Colorado, it helps out even more. It draws in more NIL money. It gets more eyes on the program. It gets more recruits and transfers interested because you know what? LeBron James gave his shoes to Travis Hunter. LeBron James was at one point rumored, which I didn't believe it because I believe at the time that he was rumored to be coming to a game was like one of his son. I forgot. I think it was Bryce. The younger one had a game or, or Bronny was making his debut, whatever. I think it was, I think it was Bryce had a high school game and, but LeBron James is rumored to be coming to Colorado games. Having all these people in Colorado's corner helps players build connections, helps player gain relevance, helps them get an idol deals. And I think Le- Deion Sanders coach prime is playing a game that really no other coach can other coaches can like meet up with LeBron James, I guess somehow, but LeBron James is probably not a fan of any other coaches in college football outside of Ryan Day because he's a Ohio State fan and maybe Nick Saban who's no longer in college football because he's the GOAT. Not many coaches are drawing the eyes of Nick Saban or excuse me, well Nick Saban draws, uh, Coach Prime draws eyes from Nick Saban as well, but not many players or coaches are drawing the eyes from LeBron James. So I think Coach Prime is absolutely mastering the offseason, kind of winning the offseason of like drawing attention to his program and bringing in buzz. And I think he just needs to put it together on the field, which he did improve the roster dramatically, which is another reason why I think Travis Hunter will have a breakout year. But it is just so crazy to see all the things he's doing to draw attention to Colorado. But some people think it's him being cocky and drawing attention to himself. But realistically, any pub, any publicity is good publicity. And he's getting a lot of great publicity right now. So Coach Prime in Colorado, they're on the come up. I think that they're, all their attention they're getting is great. I want you guys to comment below and tell me who's the biggest superstar that you think uh, Coach Prime's influence has kind of helped bring attention uh, to Colorado. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and making me your first listen of the day. We're free and available for all wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow. We're almost f- at 5,000 subs on YouTube. Let's get there by the end of the month. I appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys have a great start to your day. Happy President's Day for all those who are off, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.